Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 24. Five of the Custom Apparel Startups a podcast. We are now a quarter century old if we had been born during episode one. <laughs> you love comparing them episodes to age. I do. I don't know why. Um, by the way, this is Mark Stevenson from Cold Essie. Uh, Mark Vila from Coleman and & Company. And welcome here. We are continuing on from episode uh, 24, which was the business growth checklist for 2016. The last episode was more on the business side of things. We talked about finance and managing information and setting some plans for yourself. This one, we're going to talk about the marketing and sales side of it, but how are you going to actually implement things to do better and achieve growth? Right, which is what we honestly, I mean, that's what we're interested in. We just did the last one because we knew we had to. Yeah. You know, what we really want to do is, is, the, is the sales and marketing side. Um, that's what we do every day. Yes, because the problem is, is if you do this stuff and you don't do the other stuff, then you're going to topple down you more will, than likely, right. um, and or you're going to end up in the weeds, or you're gonna you're going to hit this plateau where you can never get any make any more money, right? For some reason, like I just can't do more orders. We get we get that we get that all the time. Yeah, and um, all businesses run into that. That's a real thing. And usually, it's when the owner runs out of time. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're working 8, 10, 12 hours a day and you've got, you know, your your nine-year-old son doing slave labor, helping with the embroidery machine, and, and everyone's doing everything that they can, then you're not going to grow unless you do something different. Yeah, Heath talked about that in the DTG t-shirt podcast. Yeah, that's podcast, true, right. Couple, he talked about that, how he... How when you're the accountant and you're the salesperson and you're the order person and you're the operator, you know, you do everything, then it's like you're working 60 hours and you just don't even have the time to make more money. Right. So that what that means, basically what we're saying is um, don't start with this episode. If you're listening to this episode um, and you haven't listened to the prior one, stop now. Go back and listen to our, you know, 2016 business planning episode. Uh, start there and then come back to it. And us. it's only a, like about a thirty-minute episode, right? So it's not—it's not, it's not a, a big, long ninety-minute episode. It's nice. It's organized, and it gives you a nice little checklist to build from. So continue on the second page, or or continue on the same page that you took some notes on, and let's get going. Yeah, I I agree. So the first thing that we want to talk about in uh, in sales and marketing plans for twenty sixteen is is kind of budgeting your time by season, and this is a top-down approach. Because what you're going to do is you're going to look at last year and maybe even the year before, or if you're brand new in the business, you know you can talk to people on the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group, ask them when their busiest season is, when their slowest season is, and take a top-down look at your calendar so you can budget your time and what you want to accomplish by season. Yes, and if you, for example, if you are in youth sports apparel, if that's the niche that you are in. You're going to know that as the seasons begin for these sports, you're going to get ramp up and be yeah. really busy, and then you're going to slow down. Right. And, uh, and, and an example of how you could budget your time and supplies and inventory for yeah, this right. is when youth sports starts, white vinyl shoots through the roof on sales. That's a good one. We sell... A ton of white vinyl. Mm -hmm. We will, no matter what we bring in, we will run out at some point because people literally <clears throat> buy it till it's out. Right. I mean, companies run out of white vinyl. So if you know that your sports season is coming up soon, and you're you're saying, well, probably next month I'm going to start making stuff. Yeah. Uh, just get some white vinyl. <clears throat> yeah, you can stock up. Yeah. Now stock I'm up. Don't be the one. Be the one that doesn't run out because you're you might have competition. That right. runs out of these things. And, and the other side of that is, let's say you're you're in the bling business. You've got a pro spangle or a cams machine or a brush and bake, and you deal with cheerleaders as your market, you know, or school sports as your market. You know that the summers are, are going to be pretty much dead. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, a local company here that makes, you know, a good portion of their money at the Strawberry Festival, you know, uh, which ha takes place here in, in Tampa, Florida, actually in Plant City. So they know that this is going to be their busiest season, and they need to make sure they have the people and the supplies and that they're ready to go. 
And they also know that if they want to do any special projects, bring in new equipment, or uh, work on new sales techniques, to do that in those other months. Yes. If you're thinking about doing getting into direct-to-garment printing because this fall there's going to be events where you can go to and sell a bunch of t-shirts. Yes. Then, and the springtime is particularly slow for you because whatever niche yeah. market you're in, you know, then now is the time to invest and learn something new and get into it. Yeah. This way you are ready to go for the fall rather than, um, during your busy season, say, I'm going to buy DTG right now. Yeah, oh my God, I got an order for 200 shirts. Yeah. You know, let me get my printer. Yeah, so so it's budget your time by season. If you're going to revamp or start a new website, you're probably better off to budget that. You know, people run into it where it's like, I don't have money in the summer, so now I can't build a new website. Right. But you, it's the same conglomerate of money over 12 months. Yes. It is one chunk of money. You, you hopefully in the last episode, you've... You've learned a little bit more of how to organize and manage that money. Mm-hmm. So you can take advantage of the seasonal nature of the business to uh, to make your investments. Yeah, then. so if you're going to invest in a new website and June is your slowest month, that's a perfect time because you'll get to sit and focus yeah. and make it what you want it to be rather than trying to do it during when you've got a bunch of events and things. Yeah, at 10 p.m. after you've printed shirts all day. Yeah, you're going to get apathetic. Right. Yeah. So so now you've got the 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 legal pad with all of these bullet points on it from the last episode and and for this episode. And you've also got a calendar that you're going to kind of map out what your seasons are and what you expect to be slow, what you expect to be um, busy, and maybe you can even take what we're talking about in the rest of this podcast and try to boost things up in those slow times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know if March is a particularly slow month for you, or if September, October is slow for you because you don't do school business, then you can take a look at what you can accomplish sales-wise in those months. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and when we're looking at the time and the season, it's also important to maybe look at events. Yeah, absolutely. Scheduling your events is a big deal. Now, back when Coldessi and Coleman and Company used to do trade shows, you know, we would have four or five big events a year, and it took a lot of time to prepare for it. And if we didn't prepare in advance, you know, then we'd be scrambling at the last minute, which, by the way, is what we always did. Um, (laughs) We'd be scrambling it at the last minute, and, you know, that costs extra time and extra money and and just causes all kinds of problems. And this way, you can be a little bit more strategic. Yes, and it's going to be less stressful. You didn't open up your own business, or you don't have a dream to open up your own business because you want more stress. Right. Nobody says that. I want to open up my business so I can pull my hair out. Yes. <laughs> you don't do that. You do it because of the freedom. So right. now that you're free to do what you want in your own time, yeah. Uh, look at events that you might want to attend so you can plan for them. And that might be, I mean, what might they be? So, for example, if you are in the horse market. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot, we actually have a lot of embroiders that do horse blankets and bridles and all kinds of customization. We have uh, people with, with bling machines that go to horse events and sell that. So maybe you want to take a look at, you know, are you are you going to do horse events in your state? Is it equestrian? Is that the word? Equestrian, that's it. Is it? It's okay. not horsey events, is it? Um, it's it's Well, it depends on your age. Okay. <laughs> My daughter, I think she would call it. <laughs> okay. So, um... Equestrian events, um, Mr. or just Mr. Horse Fancy. Yes, yeah, like either way. Right. Or, or dog, or dog. I, I want to go back. Or canine <laughs> exercise events. You know, whatever your your vertical market is or your niche market is, you know, maybe you take a look at what events are going on in the year, and which ones that you want to attend, and you find out how much they cost, and you put them on the calendar, and work backwards from there. Yes, and um, maybe you don't have this ultra niche cool market that you do dog stuff all the time. What, what would you do you then? Do. Then um, I would find some things that I find interesting or cool. Okay. And then I would find groups and organizations in my area um, or in surrounding areas that do that. And then those are the events I would try to go to. And it doesn't mean that going to an event means you have to be a vendor at an event too. Right. That doesn't always mean that. Yeah. But if you like boats... Even if you don't own boats, even if you don't, maybe you don't even, maybe in your city, there's not even water. 
Right. <laughs> but I've heard there are cities like that. <laughs> but you know, for example, where I live, um, it's it's an it's maybe an hour a hour to get to the ocean. Right. Where you would where anybody would go to the ocean. It's maybe an hour away or forty five minutes away. And if I liked boats, maybe I don't own one, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I still like them. Well, there's a bunch of boating events that are that are going to happen. I can just go to these things. Yeah. And I can network and meet people and just attend events. And it will give you opportunity to make more money. Yeah, and maybe wear a, uh, you know, wear one of your creations that has to do with boats. Yeah, absolutely. You know, approach the, you know, while you're there, go. Introduce yourself to the organizer of the event. Say, man, I love this event. You know, I'd love to participate in some way. Can can we make some shirts? Yeah. You know, and participate in the event that way. Yeah, and there's and there's a million creative things we could talk about in how you could do this. You know, you could yeah. wear you could wear a hat, you know, right. that's got the name of somebody's boat on it, or a fictitious boat. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It might or, be. or maybe uh, maybe you hate boats, but there's um, chamber of commerce in your area has yeah. events every every ninety days. Yeah, you know that you can participate in. Remember, this is the sales and marketing part. So this is you putting yourself, putting your company out there. You know, to try to find more business in 2016 than you had in 2015. Yeah. So take a look at the calendar. If you're in a niche market, find events that pertain to that niche market. If you are not in a niche market, but you have a personal affinity for one, if it's a church group or some kind of a sport or some kind of a hobby, I don't know how many t-shirts you'd sell at the chess club events, but you never know. They're you huge. could do a Bobby Fisher Rocks <laughs> shirt. You know, maybe you could sell those. But, you know... Um, whether you're a vendor or whether you just participate, get that calendar out. You know, in particular, if you've marked off your busy season and your slow season, for your slow season, pile up on events, you know, that you can make more money at. Yeah, absolutely. And and another thing that, because what, what happens is, is that not everybody who starts an apparel business is a salesperson. Right. And and I can think of what I've thought in my head or what someone might think, that, well, yeah, I would go to a car show you know yeah um but i don't really want to like walk around passing out cards and i feel very awkward doing that right. um how about this then go because you like it yeah let conversations happen naturally and then when you talk to somebody ask them what they do yeah i mean this is very easy yeah what do you do i, I think we've got a podcast <laughs> episode on networking yeah. i really do and just say what do you do and then they'll come back and you say, this is what I do. Yeah. And maybe it will work out. But worst case scenario, you like cars and you went to a car show. Yeah. I, cool. I mean, you know, and one thing that you might do is just make an amazing shirt or an amazing cap. Like, especially if it's a car show. Yeah. Find the best photo of a car, the most beautiful, if you do DTG in particular, and just do an incredible design that will make people ask you, Sure. Man, where did you get that shirt? Absolutely. And you could even have you could even say this is my car someday. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, do something that might start a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And um if you're great at art, then go really go for it. Yeah. If you're not, uh pay somebody to make yeah. something. Yeah, really that would be cool. Pay someone to do it. And art, and so. bring your cards anyway. You yeah, know, just say definitely. if there if there's somebody that looks nice and that you might want to work with, like let's say they, you know, maybe it's a, a custom car parts or it's a, you know, they do custom boat canopies. You know, maybe you want to hand them your card. Say, hey, if you ever need T-shirts done to go with these, you know, let me know. Yeah, it doesn't might need have to a be nice a pitch. It doesn't need to be a so pitch. It could just be letting them know. Right. So you've got those kind of participation events, and then you've got events that you're actually going to exhibit at. And either one, I want you to backtrack the time. Mm -hmm. Because you're looking at your whole calendar, you're finding your slower parts of the year to do these events if you can. You're going to say, okay, I'm actually going to participate in this um, family reunion reunion event. Okay. You know of organizers, and that's going to be in August. So backtrack from that. I've got to be ready for that by August fifteenth. What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to pre-produce some shirts. I'm going to need to get in more inventory. I'm going to do all the things in that business side of the podcast that we already did to make sure that you're ready. And now you're actually building up a marketing calendar. You know so. You, you've got the event, you've got your, you're prepared to the event. Maybe you want to send out some emails, which we'll talk about later, to invite your customers to the event. And you want to make sure you, you collect email addresses at the event, you know, and plan out sending an email afterwards. 
That's that sounds like a bunch of. That's cool a stuff lot. That's yeah. a lot, but but, but it's it, not hard to do. No, it's not. And I think that um, it's you know maybe set a goal for yourself to say I want to go to, I want to go to or participate in one event a month. You know yeah. whatever the number is yeah. right for you. Set a nice goal for yourself, and then some of them are going to be easy. So you're going to say, yeah. well, these three months there's going to be these three equestrian equestrian events. Um, and or you know, <laughs> or canine, and you know or you're going to participate, yeah. and you know you're going to be a vendor. So those are big ones. And then maybe in April and in November, there's nothing going on in your niche market, and say, okay, well during this time, I'm going to make sure that these are months I go to a chamber of commerce meetings yeah. or whatever else it might be. I like that. And at the end, you'll actually have a marketing calendar, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, That's a great it's, idea. It's really it, it's particularly motivating to say. Um, all right, I did this. I was a vendor um, at this um, farmer's market that happens in the spring every other week. Yeah. So I was, I'm a vendor at this thing for six weeks, you know, whatever it is. And then that's done. And then you say, okay, now the next thing I got to do is in June, I'm doing this. Yeah. And then in August, I'm doing this. You know what's not fun is to go, is to look in the paper or see an article online of, of an event that you should have been at last weekend. Yeah. You know, that's today. You know, you know what I mean? Or or to not be prepared for an event that you're going to do. So um, do the calendar and schedule your events. Backtrack from those events and make sure that you, you participate. Now, how might we find out about events? Um, you could look on a social media platform. Oh, nice segue. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice tea up there. So that that's the next thing you want to talk about is we had written down pick a social media platform. Right. And by by pick a social media platform, I mean that all of you should do Facebook. That's not even a choice. Mm -hmm. You you have to be on Facebook. Um, so pick pick that one and something else, I think. Yeah, sure. And it could be Facebook and Twitter if you like Twitter. It could yep. be Facebook and Instagram if you like taking pictures. There's a, there's, there's if you're a in the business market, it could be Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you do if you do a lot of B two B stuff, LinkedIn's great. Yep, you're going to connect with people there. So, pick a platform and and spend some time there. So that not only means I think making your own page or, or possibly a group. business page, business page. Yes, you know, um, which which can be important. Um, but that's not that might not necessarily be the way that you're really going to grow your business. That's a cool page where you can share your work and yeah. your customers can give testimonials and you can ask people say, hey, will you put a testimonial on my page? It's a resource necessarily more than just because you get every single one of your friends to like your embroidery page. That's not success. Yeah, that's, that's not, not success. success. You know, I have a business page that you can say, hey, I, I did a good job. I posted a picture of the work that I did. Um, would you would you mind going on there and telling me that you loved it? Yeah, you know? e even if it's a self-defense move, because if if it hasn't happened already, I would be surprised. Someone will ask you, do you have a Facebook page? Mm -hmm. And when you say no, that is a conversation stopper. Yeah. You know, or yes, but you can't have it because I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. You know, <laughs> on a personal page. Yes. But you should always, you know, a Facebook page is it's free and it's easy to set up. You put a, a picture of your business in the big part. You put a picture of yourself or your logo or your work in the small part. And you just make sure that you participate in it. Yeah, yeah. And it could be, like I said, you could do testimonials on there, pictures of your work. We've talked about taking videos. Of yeah, I love work. that. Love that. So it's just one of those things that you don't have to put a ridiculous amount of time into it, but yep. you should have one. Yep. Um, but then also, you, you should participate in groups Facebook groups, and that's actually I think that's the that's word. the money part right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so participate and or start if you've got a great yeah. idea, a group, and that's where you can find out about events and be on a group and then participate in those. So if you like cars or boats or dogs right. or horses or golf, yeah, or anything, do people you, like golf? Um, I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's like I'm, one of the big sports is in it? the world. And um, it's a sport. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so if you like that, then participate in those groups. Participate in some conversations. Yeah. For one, it'll be interesting because you like it. Yep. Um, but then also, you're going to run into opportunities. And then you're going to have the opportunity to share your Facebook page. So somebody yeah. writes about mm -hmm. an event. And then you can comment. 
do you have vendors there? Yeah. I make shirts, by the way. You right. Know? Um, and that will give you the opportunity to find out when events are, which ones you want to go to, and participate in them and connect. So you might be participating in a bunch of conversations on a Facebook group, and the person who's the admin sees your name a bunch. Yeah. And then you find out that they are the ones putting on this car show. And then you can directly message this person you basically know. Ab- absolutely. And, the and you know, there's a couple of other advantages. First of all, you could join the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group. Yeah. Which has almost 1,900 people that are, that are kind of just like you, um, that are in getting into the business or they're in business, and they're just there to help and exchange information. But what they also do is say, hey, I'm an embroiderer. If you're looking for, you know, someone to do wholesale embroidery that you can't handle – Look me up. Yeah. You know, and that's another perfectly valid use of of a Facebook group. Yeah. And we also mentioned events. And you know you can actually schedule events in Facebook? Really? So if you are going to be at a an event that is published on Facebook, you can post that. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, if you want to host an event, you know, like, hey, your event is I'm going to be at the dog show or I'm going to be at the... Um, equestrian event, yeah, you know, or something like that. Then you can put that as an event and invite yeah. people. Yeah, and you inv- and you invite people that would come to the event and that hopefully would buy something from yeah, you. Yeah, I hope better. so. I think that's that's in the end. That's yeah. the idea. Yeah. So, so on Facebook, um, particularly, you can you should have a page and participate in other pages and use that as a networking tool, right? And use that as a way to find events and plan events and plan your year and. And just participate in in sales without yeah. actually having to go out there and, and make cold calls. So so maybe that's a good thing for 2016 or for the first two thirds of 2016 that you're gonna you're gonna pick a social media platform, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, um, or two, and and you're gonna dive into it headfirst. You're really gonna you're gonna do it. You're gonna participate in it, and you're gonna learn about it. So the end of the year or next year, you can do things like take advantage of advertising. Yeah. Or work up a great marketing strategy, or even put a buy button on Facebook for your website products. Sure, you know which you can do. So it all starts somewhere. Now, if you're already there, if you already have a Facebook page and you're active, then maybe you want to take one of those next steps this year. Yeah, and 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 think about well, can I? Is there something I can advertise on right. here, or can I start my own group within this niche market um, where I can get where I can be the administrator and I can help gather people together yeah and, and then you become you know this field expert or this this industry expert in this little group yeah and you're going to make a lot of great connections yeah it's going to be good for business. I, I, I love that idea so we've talked about um budgeting your time by season we've done schedule out your events and then we talked about social media and how that kind of relates to events and to other things that you might do later in the year so now you know you're doing things to get more customers you're getting people in the door if you if you listen to the last podcast, you've got maybe some new ways that you process orders and invoice and create sales orders. But, you know, th- then the next thing is the customer experience. Yeah, because maybe in that list of your biggest mistakes from last year, maybe that was one. Yeah. Is, you know, you had an employee that was rude to a customer or maybe you didn't handle a return so well. Or, you know, maybe there's just something glaring that somebody said to you. Like, you know, I love your stuff, but the box looks like crap. Or, you know, I didn't recognize that the shirts or the caps came in, you know, because it was stacked up in a shoebox. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe it's something like that. Yeah, or the, or they thought that that um, they were missing 10 shirts because it was, you didn't organize the smalls and the larges. And they went through all the larges. They thought they were done until they got to the bottom of the box. Right. And it was just uncomfortable for them. So analyze your process. Right. And there's a customer experience episode that yeah. we have, yeah, um, which I love. Um, I think that that stuff is really cool to analyze and go through. But pretend that you're your customer for a moment and say, okay, if I were to call me, what would I say? If I, right. How would I get a quote? How would I place the order? How would I get the order? What if there was a mistake? How would I have, How would I handle it? How would I have handled that for my customer? What's their experience going to be like? And then figure out what can be better. Right. So so customer experience, just to kind of break it down a little bit, is everything that involves facing your customer. Everything your customer or potential customer sees, hears, feels, receives, and does. 
And at the end of that, it creates um, an emotion or an opinion about mm -hmm. your business. And the better that is, the more likely they are to order from you again, um, to talk to their friends about it. Um, it's all part of that Know Your Numbers episode as well. You know, if you've got somebody that you treat right and they're happy with the experience of doing business with you, they're more likely to recommend you to other people. Yeah, absolutely. And and I thought about the customer experience thing and, and improving it when I went to, I mentioned I got a new phone and think in the last podcast. So I got a, I got a new phone and I went to the store and, and getting a new phone and dealing with the contract part of it and what plan you're going to get is, it's not too fun for most right. people. The getting the phone part is cool. Getting a new gadget is cool. Yes. But the process of dealing with that is annoying and knowing what your bill is going to be and having to look at that and, oh my gosh, you know, right. I spend on this is not always fun. But I noticed that since the last time I did it to this time, the the company I went with, they they've obviously looked at what their their customer experience is and they've altered it so when i went in there there was a guy standing by the front door who opened the door for me and let me in and said hey i'm jose right so that was cool right away because the last time i went in i had to walk in and sign into a kiosk and then oh, yeah. i talked to nobody very and then i waited for 20 minutes and finally i talked to somebody i was uncomfortable the whole time <clears throat> yeah this time i walked in i was greeted with a friendly greeting and the guy said what are you looking for i said this is what i want to do he said great let me show you and then when it came for the plan and all of that, he had uh, an iPad and it showed the different options. And he said, you could do this one or this one. Yeah. I said, I think I like that. He said, great. Type your name right here. I typed it in. Click, click, click. And it, we were done. Yeah. And we were done in, in a quarter of the time that it was. So you can consider that stuff for your customers. Right. And I like I like that you went with you know the best part of a customer experience or the one that they're going to remember or relate to the most is the personal interaction. It drives me crazy if I go into a retail store or in a restaurant, you know, I'm standing in line or I'm walking around and there's nobody there to say hello. Yeah. You know, or they're working and their heads down. So like maybe, maybe your customer experience is you have a single head embroidery machine in a shop and you're running the embroidery machine and people are coming in behind you all the time and they're looking around and they have to ask you for help or tap you on the shoulder or one of your employees. And maybe changing the customer experience starts with just looking every customer in the eye and say, hey, good morning, welcome to the shop. Yeah, I'll or, be right with you. Yeah, or doing the telephone version of that. Yes, the you telephone know? version is is frustrating. We call, you know, at Coleman and Company, oh we God. call companies all the time. Yeah. We follow up with orders, we check on issues, we we find out if people need, you know, to resupply up for our customers that want that. And all the time we call their business phone number and get things just hello or answer they answer and they're like yelling at somebody else. Yeah. And hey, this is like, Bob. Hey, oh yeah, hey. Yeah. And I'm just like just answer your phone with a business name and smile and say how can I help you or I, I think we really we really pounded <laughs> I think we really pounded that and you know you answer the phone hi this is you know Bob's embroidery my name's Steve how can I help you well I learned something from my father where and he never told me to do this okay. but I noticed this throughout okay. my whole life was that his his cell phone was often a business phone call coming in. So, and, you know, especially when he was older, he wouldn't always have his glasses on, so he couldn't see who was yeah. always calling. But he just always answered his phone, you know, good afternoon or good evening or yeah. good morning, Mark Vila. So he'd say, like, you know, good afternoon, Mark Vila. Yeah. And he didn't know who was going to be calling. It would be me a bunch of the times. So. Right. But it was like, it was just always a pleasant way to answer the phone. And that's an easy thing to do. Yeah. So let's run through... Um a couple of things that you might want to look at for your customer sure. experience is how, how you answer the phone yep. and how you can improve that, um, how you answer your emails, mm -hmm. you know, so maybe an autoresponder is appropriate. And I really encourage you to, to listen to that, um, to that podcast on customer experience because there's a lot more to it than this. Sure. But, you know, so how you answer the phone, how you answer your emails, um, what your invoicing and packaging looks like. Yeah. And if you do anything at all after the sale, like call and say thank you, send a thank you card, call and make sure the order's right, um, anything like that, and maybe pick a couple of places to improve. Yeah, if you could, it's it's good to set a. This is something that's an easy goal to set. 
yeah. where you say, I'm just going to pick two things. Right. What do I like better? Well, I can very, very easily, I can answer the phone differently. Yes. That's an easy change. Yes. And then also, um, I'm going to, instead of repackaging the boxes that I get from the shirt companies yeah. that are all fold up and beaded up and were shipped via UPS, I'm, go I'm going to go online and I'm going to find some inexpensive way to deliver these things. Right. Maybe you get crates that you reuse. So, you know, yep. maybe that costs True. you. So it's a one-time cost. You right. deliver it that way and then you say, when you're done, let me know. I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. Now this is a new this is a new twist to the customer experience because you've delivered them a crate where you got your sticker or logo on it, and then you come back and get it. And when you come back and get it, you get to see them again and thank them. I, I love that. And idea. Ask them how it did. Hey, you maybe know, it's like, just put tissue paper between each shirt. Yeah. You know, I mean, may, you know, whatever that is. But really, you know, you need to write down, actually write down all the ways that a customer can approach you, and kind of the process and how you respond. And pick two ways, you know, whether or not it's, you know, they walk up to you at a an event. I, and I've, I've got a great one. This Go. is a free one. Okay, free. free. Free of charge. Normally we charge for these yeah, things. Yeah, free so. of charge. If you have an autoresponder that has a big, long list of old. It's pet peeve time. It's pet peeve time. But I see it like every day. Um, just Go to your autoresponder thing and turn it off. Yes. You don't even have to edit it. Just do, turn do, that Do not off. make your autoresponder, hey, we don't accept these kinds of graphic files. We don't want this kind of artwork. We don't do polyester. We don't, you know, um, really, we don't like you, so please don't email us back. Yes. Yeah. That's turn that saying. off. In a, a, and, you know, I, I'm debatable on autoresponders, period. Right. But if you're going to have one, make it pleasant. Yeah. Make we got it, your email. We will answer it within 24 hours. Love Thank that. Very That's much. very simple. Done. Yeah. You know? Um, and if you're on vacation, I'm on vacation. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to call you back. Yeah. I will I yeah. will be answering emails, you know, within whatever many days. Yeah. I like all that. So. Um, but whatever it is. Whatever, whatever it, is, it is. You know, it's phones, emails, packaging, invoicing, delivery, how you handle people approaching you at trade shows, at events, you know, whatever it is, that's your customer experience. And if you can make two of that, two parts of that process better, you know, I think you'll retain more customers and get more customers and you'll make more money. You will, you will. And one of those things might be your website. Right. So if you do have a website, um, then there is, it's important to do a website check as one of your goals. For okay, the what do you mean by that? So. Go to your website, read everything, and click on everything. Okay. Every single link that you have, click on it. Every single thing you have, read it. If a link doesn't work, make a note so you can get it fixed. Yep. And if something doesn't read right, you definitely want to change that. Absolutely. And I will tell you that I'm notorious for spelling mistakes because I do everything fast and um, I type fast and I'm a terrible proofreader. So um, if you are like me, and some of you customers have gone to our websites and say, hey, Mark, you spelled print wrong. Yeah. You know, what is a, what is a, what is a DTG pint? Yeah. Pint, you know? yeah. Oh, Pinter. Um, so, I mean, if, you, if, you, if you're like that, then for your website check, have someone else read it. Sure. And try all the links. You know, um, if you've got a, um, a teenager that you can give 20 bucks to to go through your whole website and tear it apart, then that's a good move. Yeah, and so, you know, that's, um, you know, uh, that's just an, an important thing to consider is just no, not, all too often uh, companies don't revisit their website. Right. And, and I try to do it. We've got a big website. You know, we've yeah. got thousands of products. So yeah. it's, it's hard, you know, yeah. for us to do that. Um, but we make an effort to do it. And we make sure we listen to our customers when we make that adjustment. Right. But if your website, you know, might be simpler it could be something that you literally could do in a morning. Yes. So, but you just actually have to do it. And there are so many times where people don't do it. And we see it from our customers and, and you just see it all over the place in business where people don't go through and they don't check their website. You said to me the other day when we were talking about this, um, write something new on every page. Absolutely. Absolutely. Add a new story, you know, yeah. add a new testimonial, um, change a product description, just add to it because I will tell you that um, Google loves that and, and Bing loves that. So for, you know, for search engine 
optimization purposes, for getting found online, it's a great idea to refresh your product descriptions, your text on the pages. Yeah, and make sure the phone numbers you have or addresses um, or contact information or hours of operation or policies are all up to and, date. And honestly, I'm working with a company now who hasn't changed their website in probably four or five years, and they've got a lot of information about on there about products that they haven't sold for several years. Yeah. You know, so you need to do that website check every year. Um, I recommend that you change the text and that you have somebody else take a look at it. Yeah, and t and if you can, um, get some new pictures on there yeah. as well. You know, um, surprisingly so, you know, your mobile device, if you've got a newer one, will can take surprisingly great pictures yeah. that are perfect resolution for the web. You know, having a photographer and all and and a Photoshop is all great and wonderful, and that and and yeah, it can make an impact. Yeah. But if if it's just taking a nice picture of your shop. Yes. On your phone um, and getting it on your website just in a little, you know, two by two inch image or whatever it is. And just update that. Add yeah. some new ones. People like that. It makes them feel comfortable. And it's an easy thing to do. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the brutal one of the two marks. Is I'll tell you, <laughs> if you did your website yourself um, and, you know, didn't have a professional involved or if you had your friend that knows a little bit about WordPress or something do do a website for you, it's probably not good. And there's probably 10 or 15 places that you could make an improvement. Uh, and, uh, and maybe you're emotionally attached to it. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to see that. So have somebody take a look. You know, have, have you know, someone that you don't know very well look at your website and review it. Or you could even send a link to Mark Vela or I at host at caspodcast.com. And we will we'll take a quick look and let you know what, what we think. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, I agree. I, I love that kind of stuff. And um, it's... That's part. That's the fun stuff for me. That first thing we did, uh, the first podcast we did on this, all the business side is yeah, not yeah. fun. Like no, this is the fun stuff, it is. and it's fun for me to go through and look at that stuff. I'm, you know, we're happy to do it. Yeah, I, I will tell you though that I, I never hear from about half the people again um, after they do that because we will tell you the truth. <laughs> we we will. Okay. So what what next? Well, I think there's one other thing we want. I mean, to honestly, I I I keep feeling like I want to say this is the most important thing that we're going to talk about before each one of these points. Um, this one, I think, is one of the most important things that we're going to talk about, and that's um, develop an email list. Yeah. Um, if you don't have an email list, it's a, it's a mistake because online companies, big website companies, you know, Amazon, Woot, um, Heck, Walmart, uh, any big company that you that you name, their online marketing strategy is geared towards getting your email address so they can send promotions to you. Yeah, and they do that because that's where they make their money. Yeah, and the thing is, is that um, yeah, I mean, inboxes are full and they're cluttered, and you get a bunch of of, of junk email, you know. But um, it works. It 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 real it works. And the thing is, is that um, is that you can, you know, you can unsubscribe from emails. You right. know, you can't tell somebody to stop mailing you something, a postcard. Right. But you can unsubscribe from emails, and you can allow your customers to do that if you want or not. But what's great about it is, if anytime you have an opportunity to share a message with your customers or let them know you're at an event, it is a very easy way to do it, um, and that's essentially free. Yeah, and it's it's a way for you to stay in touch. So I know a lot of our customers they don't want to do emails because it they feel like they're inundated. Yeah. You know, like you said, I don't want to send anybody emails because I hate it when that happens. Um, okay, so so you hate it when that happens, but um, how many of those have you opened? You know, I mean, all all these companies they they make a lot of money from email, and we're not suggesting that you send somebody an email every day or spam somebody, but to capture all the email addresses for your customers, to set up a free email account, you know, like with a MailChimp or a Constant Contact, um, is is a solid and mandatory business practice. Yeah, yeah, you just should. And and even if what even if you're not necessarily um, sending out a bunch of stuff now. Yes. You know, which is that because that's two different things. Getting an email. Getting some sort of sign up and the ability to store and put email addresses yes. in a place yes. is the first step of it. What you do with that over time is second. Is, yeah, is, is adapting. But if you start that now 
and there's a lot of great ways you could do it. So it's just a matter of that everybody who's a customer of your yours, you put in a list. Yeah, um, it could be um, you are utilizing the CRM that we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. It could be that you have a form that they fill out or you just capture it from emails that people send you. Because this is what's going to happen. And this really often sets, sets successful and very successful businesses apart is a customer calls you about a family reunion job or about a an event that they're going to have coming up shortly and they call you and you get their email address and you email them a price you never hear from them again or you hear from them again and they went into a different direction or it got postponed you know or they have the that event every year if you are sending them an email something once every 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or even twice a year you know your name is now in front of them again because they may not find you to call you next year or they may not remember your name and email address the next time that they need a custom shirt or a cap so emails are there to remind people that um that you want to do business with them yeah and and there's a lot of emails you can send out that are just nice yeah um you can send out you know but happy new year emails yeah you know and happy valentine's day emails and, and they don't always have to be a pitch but it could just be if it's all of your customers that you've got you know independence day comes and you could say like you know proud to be an american happy independence yeah. day thanks for being a customer right. i just want to thank you and call me if you need anything yeah and these are things that you can do you can execute while you're drinking your coffee because you don't have to have a ton of artwork and a bunch of fancy things and if you've got an email list and simple software to use you can log in grab a template that's already pre-made, type in a nice little thank you message and click send and it's done. And you may have hundreds or thousands of people that will have your name and phone number and business name put in front of their face, even if it's for a second. Yeah. Even if they delete it and they, oh, that was nice, delete. Yeah. You know, they'll still remember you. Right. And they will know and they might, and if they don't delete it, then you are now in their inbox for them to say what we talked about earlier Hey, oh yeah, there was that embroidery lady. Yeah, she you sent know. me a New Year's thing. Yeah, let me, let me, let me look that. for that. You know who's really great at that is um, I bought my house that I live in in Tampa, uh, I think six years ago now. And I still get emails from the real estate agent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not in the market for another house. I probably won't be for a long time. But man, I hear from this, this couple uh, every month or two. And sometimes it's about the real estate market. Sometimes it's just, a, you know, general stuff, uh, a happy new year or Merry Christmas kind of a message. But when I'm ready to get a new house or if somebody asks me if I know a real estate agent, guess what? I do. Yeah. You, you know, do. I do because I just got an email from them last month. Let me type it in and I'll forward it to you. Yeah. So do thing. you know a t-shirt guy? Do you know an embroiderer? You know, all that. You've got the opportunity to email them, but you've got to build the list. So I think the, the purpose of it is to develop an email list. So yes. what the actual action that you have to take is find a service that you feel comfortable using. Yes. Um, and a lot of them are free for... Uh, 2,000 uh, yeah. customers or... So there is MailChimp and Benchmark and Constant Contact. And you got any others to throw in there? No, I mean, there's I mean, just a lot. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I'm a MailChimp fan because I think it's seriously easy to use. So, um, you know, you can start with that. Or you can type in uh, in Google or Bing or whatever you use and just say, you know, free email services. Yeah, yeah, and free see what email comes marketing. And they do the same thing that we talked about with the CRM. Click through the site, look yeah. around it, look at what their pricing is, watch videos on how it works, yes. and find one that you say, yeah, this one's cool. I like it. So for this, for this strategy, what you actually need to do is two things. Is work out, number one, how you're going to uh, get your customer's email addresses. And that can be from, from now on, you're going to have a sign-up sheet at your front counter. Say, please give me your name and email address so I can send you promotional stuff. Um, you're going to have a sign-up at a trade show that you go to for people's email addresses. And maybe you're going to go back through your email that you use now and just attach a name and an email address you know, to a customer file. Yeah, and if you have a website, um, you should have a little newsletter or email sign-up form or yeah. promo sign-up form. People will, people will fill it out. Believe it or not, you know, um, if you don't love emails, there are plenty of people who do, mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I don't hate it, honestly. Right. Like I get a lot, 
But if if something annoys me, I unsubscribe from it. Yes. Um, no it, big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, I delete the stuff that I don't care about. But every once in a while, I get something from the pet store that's yeah. interesting to me, and I say, "Oh, my dog would like that." Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it next time. So so you know, give them a place to sign up in your store or on your website or in your, the emails you send. Yes. You can do even a little footer message that says, hey, I send out promotions and thank yous and, and cool pictures sometimes. If you want to be a part of that, I would love it. Click here and you can fill out a form. It'll take a second. Yeah. And you can ask people to opt in that way. And like that's that. a very that's a very official, clean the email services would love that you do it that way. Yeah, remember, I mean, people get you're you're gonna ask people to give you your e their email address. Because you want to send them emails. When you give someone, like if you go to Ann Taylor or, you know, um, a shoe store, you know, you walk in, as you're checking out, the first thing that they will ask you is, what's your email address? You know, and you give it to them knowing that they're going to send you stuff by email. Yeah. So your customers are doing the same thing. Don't feel bad. Yeah. And, Just and, do like <laughs> everyone else and ask them for their email address and build the list. Yeah, exactly. And if they, you know, the folks that really don't like it will say it and you say, yeah. cool. Okay. Or, or they'll give you a fake email yeah, address. Yeah, yeah. That's fine then. Then they, you're done. Yeah. But the folks that clicked on the link or filled it out on your website or whatever they did, those are the people that are your fans. They want to hear from you. They, they, what they literally said was, I'm going to take 10 to 15 seconds to type out my email address and hit send me something. Yes. And now they they asked you to do it. Yeah. So those are your best fans. So hey, you know what we should do while while it's and, and we'll make it on tape is we should do an episode, um, a podcast on just the content for customer emails. Yeah, that's all the different good. things that you could you could send to them so people will know. Yeah. You know, so you guys can you know make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes or on the page or that you you know make sure we have your email address and uh, and we'll let you know. When that uh, when that podcast is ready, great. Uh, so I think we we put together a nice little list of some things you can do for your marketing and sales and just making your business better. Yeah, it's it's deceptively it's a deceptively small list, you know, because you know when you you're going to budget your time by season, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to look at that, then you're going to schedule out the events according to your interests, your business, and your season, and when you're going to be busy, and then you're going to backtrack those events. To, to develop a plan for what you need to do to prepare for them. Yep. If you need to prepare for anything. Um, and you're going to participate in a bunch of different events. Then you're going to pick a social media platform like Facebook. Yeah. And you're going to dive into that a little bit. Because you're going to participate in events in real life and you're going to participate in events that are happening in the virtual world online. Right. And that includes uh, groups for your city, for your niche market, for, for your business, including the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group. Um, and then you're going to take a look at how customers view and experience your business. Yeah, and how they, so how people will interact with you, how you can make that better to say that every single time somebody buys something from me, I want them to be really happy. They have and a excited, good, yeah. positive, excited emotion. So they want to come back or tell somebody or just remember me yeah. um, that they don't forget who I am. And for God's sakes, answer the phone properly. Would answer you? The phone I mean, properly. come on, just smile. You should be happy somebody's calling you. So analyze your customer experience, you know, by by writing down what your process is, and take a look at at least two places where you can where you can. Yeah, improve. and and one of those places to improve is if you do have a website or a Facebook page, both of them really. Just take a look at what it is. Make sure it's nice and neat and clean and it works. Yeah. Um, update it if you can, even just a little bit, and um, make because that's part of the customer experience. Agreed. Make sure all the links work. Update your text. You know, if there are any pictures that you can replace, you know, do that. Yeah, and and for the folks that want to keep in touch with you, um, a, a thing that you can start is to have a way to email them and organize those emails in a place where you can access it and you can, part of that experience is communicating back to your customers yeah. in the future, thanking them or letting them know about events. It all ties in. Agreed. And you can do that through CRM, through a sign-up list, through a MailChimp list. You know, there's there's a variety of ways to capture and keep track of your customers' emails. Yes. And if you do both episode 24 and 25, if you do both of these things, there is a hundred percent chance you will you will get a customer you wouldn't have gotten before. Yeah, you're gonna do a hundred percent chance of you're that. You're gonna do better. I mean, and that's that's really what we want because the more successful you are, the more successful we are as a business, 
And uh, and honestly, the the happier you'll be to share our uh, to share our podcast yeah. with, your friends, <laughs> with your friends and family, which is what we really so, want. So this is um, part of these goals. We talked about it briefly before that there's kind of two ways to make goals. You know, for the yeah. year. Oh, yeah, right. So you can, you know, part of this is to say the reason that you're doing these is because you have a specific financial goal. I want to buy a forehead. I want to get a car. I want to get a boat. Yes. A horse. I want to leave my job. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and do this I full, go time. full time. So you might have certain financial goals and then you have to make write those numbers down. So if it's like if it's I want to go full time, it means I need to make this much money. Yeah. Which and then that's your goal. And backtrack through everything that we've talked about and okay, so if I did all these things that I talked about, if I did the events and improved my customer experience and kept track of emails and things like that, is that enough to get me to the goal? Yeah. And if it's not, add something. Yeah, you more. gotta do more. You gotta do more. Yeah. So and then the other goal way, way to approach it is the um what I what I call like the if you build it they will come approach. Yeah, I like that. So maybe your goal is not I need to, you know, I need to write down and have a specific number I need to hit. But the goal is I'm going to improve my business because I like the way things are going and I want to keep on that track and get better. Yeah. So you build it better and you do a better job and then you just then the, the business, money will come. The money will yeah. come. Yeah. So there's both of those approaches are great. Pick what pick which one that's right for you. Yeah. And and do it. And you know, look back and when you're when you are doing your 2016 review like like we did in the last episode for 2015, you know, maybe look back at your year in advance and uh, and and see how you think you did. You know, find, you know, do that do that same thing, you know. I where where are my mistakes going to be? You know, how much more money uh, am I going to make? What's what's it going to take for me to feel like I had a killer 2016? Yeah. And, and, and that's what you want to accomplish. And, and revisit this stuff and this list every couple months, or yeah. whatever it is, and just, am I on pace? Am I yeah. doing it? Did I did I plan all this stuff out and then not follow through on any of it? Right. You know, and if and if and, and if then punish yourself in yeah. some obvious way. That's interesting. You know, you have to you have to maybe like wear a really ugly outfit or wear your clothes inside out for a day or something like that. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't think about that approach. But I, I don't I'm know where board. I came up with. Yeah, it, I'm on it just, board. It struck me. I'm on board. You, know? you have to wear one of those. Uh, one of those folding signs down the street, you oh, know. I like and, that. Yeah, and you could do any of these That's things. That's terrible. Okay, <laughs> I think I think we run out of things to talk about. Is what it's what's happened. Um, all right. So anything else, Mark? I mean, I think we I think we wrap that up. No, I, I I think it's good. I, I think that the biggest thing of every of of all of this is do these things. Yeah. Do them. You know, that's the that's. Everyone wants to eat healthier and work out and see their friends more. Yeah. Everyone said, oh, oh, you talk to your friend you haven't seen in a while. We should hang out more. And you never do. And you don't. Right. So, you know, all these things for your business, like, if you can't, you, you should be able to do all these because, as you said, it's not a huge list. Right. But definitely just get in, say, pick something and I'm going to do this right now. Yes. Do it. Yeah. Do it, you know, that's my big thing is just do it. Right. So I, I agree. And um, this has been kind of our, our way to help you be successful in 2016, which is uh, which is one of our goals. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. Yeah. No, it, this has been um, Mark Stevenson from Coldessie. And Mark Vila from Coleman & Company. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Have a good business.